0: Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Alisa DiLorenzo.
1: And Tony DiLorenzo.
0: And we have just wrapped up the third annual Seven Days of Sex Challenge. Congratulations to all of you that completed the challenge. A big, you did it to all of you, Um, to all of you that participated. Thank you for making an investment in your marriage. Whether Mm -hmm. you made it through all seven days or, or just a few of those days, you made a decision last week. Yeah. You made a decision that you were going to make your marriage a priority. And to that, we say hats off to you. Because there there are many couples that aren't willing to do that. And you chose last week to be one of the few. I feel right. like we should queue up. What is that? The few, the proud. It's one of the military.
1: The few, the proud, the Marines. I think so.
0: Okay. I <laughs> uh, it just all of a sudden I could hear the commercial in the in the background and yeah, I'm like, "Oh, cue the music."
1: Cue the music. And cue for the- those of you who didn't do it with us, maybe it just didn't work out for timing-wise, you can still pick up our book. It's our newest book is called The 7 Days of Sex Challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a ready-set-go action guide. It helps you through 7 days of sex. It gives you a guide that you can use and follow for whenever you want to do it. It's in Kindle only. You can go to 7daysofsex.com. You can read about it there and pick it up, or you can go to amazon.com directly and just put in 7 Days of Sex Challenge, and you can see it.
0: And and to those of you who did participate last week and took the time to comment, loved hearing what was going on in your marriages Mm -hmm. last week. Um, Just a lot of a lot of really positive feedback that we got, you know, for the daily videos and, um, just some neat things that were happening that, you know, we could hear your, your voice could hear the success in how you were changing the dynamics of your marriage last week. And that was, that's encouraging. It's encouraging to us because we put those challenges out there. And, you know, sometimes we sit there going, okay, wonder if anybody's, (laughs) wonder if anything's going on. Um, and then we'd see those messages and it's like, wow, Right. Wow.
1: The cool part this year too for us is that it wasn't so much as the day-to-day getting comments in because we were putting it out in so many places this Mm -hmm. year. You know, in years past, the past two years is pretty much we kept it all on the site. And this year, you know, we put the videos up on Facebook each and every day for a reason. We put the videos up on Pinterest for a reason. We put them up on Twitter for a reason because we know many of you don't want to share what's happening day to day. And that's totally cool. We can totally respect that and totally understand that. And our whole hope, you know, with this challenge was, is that we are reaching as many couples as possible, impacting as many lives as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And so if you commented or you didn't comment, hey, as long as you were going after it, it's cool. I mean, it, it was just great. And so also, if you guys want to go back, you can see all those videos. They're still up on the site. All right? Good. Good. <laughs> all right. We're, we're, we're excited to be here. You know, we took last week off because of the challenge. And I happen to be just tooling around iTunes just to see how the, the podcast is going. And, you know, it's going awesome. I think we're like number four in marriage. So when you type in marriage, <laughs> which is fantastic. And I happen to just look at... And see that we had a couple of new uh, customer reviews. If you haven't reviewed us, please do, or haven't rated us, please do. New listeners, listeners who've been with us for a long time, do it because this is what allows people to see how the podcast is impacting your life or not. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to keep, I'm going to read one right now that came in on April 18th. Uh, of this year. It says keeping it real. It's a five star. Thank you very much. Although I found it a little hard to get into my first podcast, mainly because it caught me off guard to hear a couple being real, which includes some bickering here and there. I have picked up so many tips for my marriage that I put to use. I now find myself wanting to hear them. They make no claim to be perfect, which is refreshing. If you feel your marriage lacks any kind of intimacy, sexual, financial, spiritual, listen here for some doable tips. I can't stop listening. Thank you very much, Anonymous77285.
0: <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to read like, the whole Anonymous with the number, number, number. Um, yeah, you know, it's so funny that she actually mentioned us bickering on there because we've actually had that as a criticism mm-hmm. in the past that we bicker. And and the truth is, if you're a couple that doesn't bicker, you obviously haven't been married more than about 30 seconds. You're probably just past the I do's and before you get to cutting the cake. Um, because you do.
1: Yeah. The, the-
0: you, you do. You have disagreements, you know, and so I, I always find, you know, what some people see as a positive, other people find as a negative and... That's just the way it is we're just thrilled that you found us mm-hmm. um, and that who we are it, it it's who we are you know we're not gonna make any excuses we're not gonna change how we podcast or who how we reveal ourselves to you guys we have since episode four built this podcast on transparency and that's who we are yep we couldn't be any different i I guess we could try but it the podcast would fall flat on its face, so yeah, we're not going there. We're going to appreciate the five star reviews from those of you that love hearing a real couple. Yeah,
1: I agree. Let's uh, let's get into the topic today.
0: Great expectations.
1: Yeah. So many of you have heard us talk about Bose Cafe. I love Bose Cafe. I, re- I just finished reading it for the third time, and as I was going through it. I went on trueface.com, which is where the authors, that's their main area where they where they have Bose Cafe. They just released a new book called The Cure. True Face is their first book and it's all about you know taking off these masks that we wear. Well, I happened to be reading it for the third time and it was impacting me in a way that it had in the first two times. I was reading it from a different perspective, a different place in my own life. And so as I'm reading it, I could really see this not as being a part of the story, but looking above, having seen myself in the character Steven, Mm -hmm. where he uses anger to control everything around him, especially in his family life with his wife, because I have had that issue before, and I still battle it today. There are still times when my anger will rear its ugly head. While I was reading this book, I was was looking at more from the perspective of I'm up here looking down on it than me being in it. And as I'm reading it, I'm going, man, I got to see what these guys are up to. So I get on trueface.com and it so happens, this was Tuesday of last week when I'm looking at it, so happens that two of the guys, Bruce and Bill, are going to be up in Newport Beach for a half-day workshop. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. I haven't seen the guys in probably a year and a half, two yes, years. I
0: thought it was two years. But yeah.
1: And I was like, I need to, I need to get up there. So I, I register, get up there, really good, impactful workshop, was able to get their new book, The Cure, which I'm reading now, and we'll discuss more in the future as I go through it. But one of the things that really hit me when they were talking today is this sort of this this cycle of shame and guilt and how it all begins mm-hmm. and in a marriage what i realize we call the we're calling this show great expectations but really what is happening in marriages when we start to feel shame or guilt or um, use our ways to control our partners or our family it's those unmet expectations it's these unmet expectations that we have on our spouses or on our kids that start to tweak us
0: Mm -hmm. very much so and this was actually this played out in a facebook post Mm -hmm. that we had this past week um
1: well let's while Lisa's looking that up i've I've got it okay well let's talk about the unmet expectations though that we have in marriage Okay, so as a husband, because I'm going to talk from me, as from my, ex, my perspective here, as a husband, my unmet expectations may be, or my expectations of Elisa may be, that the house is completely cleaned
0: every day. Okay, everybody laugh, everybody <laughs> laugh, because if you've listened to this show for any length of time. Um and if you're brand new, here's the deal. Alisa's not a great housekeeper. It's not something I want to invest my time in. I right. can think of a thousand and one other things. So for Tony to have the expectation, this is why we're talking about it being unmet. It's just not a priority in my life.
1: And in years past it used to really it used to really upset me. Now it doesn't anymore. I, I we we do more of a laughing and yes, sometimes it can still it can still come up un
0: do you, yes. want to tell him what, do you want to tell him who's coming this week?
1: No, not yet. We okay. will get to that though. So unmet expectations, sexually, an unmet expectation may be that I am lying in bed and I am desiring the expectation I, I have is that my wife is going to go down and give me a blowjob. That is an expectation. Okay. <laughs> Again, these are expectations I have. Yes, at times go, go ahead go when ahead. The, when this unmet when this expectation is unmet though, mm-hmm. this is when we have conflict. Absolutely. okay, Because me as a husband, these are the things I want to have done. They are unmet and they cause friction mm-hmm. which could possibly rear how I control Elisa. And in the past, and again, I, I work on this with her.
0: I'm not. I, I'm going to stop you at the fact that your word choice there. How you control me? Right. No, I think it's how you try and control the situation. How I? yeah. <laughs> like,
1: Thank you. Yeah. No. No. You're right. I'm like it's, somebody.
0: It's, somebody's going to be listening to this, and you're going to get these flying emails. It has. He's not controlling me, ladies.
1: No. It's controlling the situation yeah. we're in. Right. Because it, it could be a number of different situations where you're at, and so I control that situation through anger. Mm-hmm. My voice raises. I get upset why are you not listening you know why are you why are you pushing back you know why are you it, it could be a number of things and so what ends up happening is i have an expectation that's unmet right i control the situation with anger now that anger could get to the point where it gets overboard which it has and now comes shame and guilt
0: and when tony gets overly angry it's it's an argument it's it's never anything more than that, but we end up in a tiff. Yeah. It's I, verbal. Just, I just, I just feel like we need to explain that. Cause when you say you go overboard yeah, for, it's, it's, in different relationships, that looks different. It's never, it's never physical. It's all, right. you know, we get, we have an argument and it's based on that unmet expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, now on the flip side, yep. you know, for me, um, you know, unmet expectation typically rears itself in helping around the house. A- and this is more years past. Um, although every once in a while, you know, I'll be, <laughs> he's nodding his head. Um,
1: <laughs> this isn't that far in the past.
0: Yeah, but I'm getting better. Yes. No, I this is, this is a work in progress, but we always are. You know, it's really funny because our sermon today actually kind of touched on, what we were talking about, Martha and Mary and, and just this whole to do list. And like, I got to get it done. And I'm the only one that seems to care that, you know, things have to be done. Like we have to go to the grocery store and we have to take out the garbage and and, and, you know, nobody's helping me and it's all about me. Not, you know, nobody helps and I have to do everything. And so then I just get cranky on my husband, you know, and that's going to be the night, and especially in years past, that would be the night that I would take half an hour getting ready in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Same thing that the night before it may have taken me two minutes suddenly I got to spend 30 minutes just dragging it out. Or, you know, he goes to make a move in bed and I've got to read at least one more chapter or six in whatever book I'm reading, you know? And so I suddenly just take this high and mighty role like, oh, well, if you're not going to do anything for me, guess what, buddy? I'm not doing anything for you. Welcome to the vicious cycle, you know? And so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's like this chicken the egg scenario. Mm -hmm. And who's going to break it? And I want to tell you, we we heard from a listener. This was, um, what day was this? This was day five. It was sealed with a kiss. And Sarah put this up on her page. She said, I found One Extraordinary Marriage at Podcast 115. So two weeks ago? Three. Three. And learned about the seven-day challenge. Thank you. We are doing it. Last night, my husband came home late from a night out with a friend, and we still had sex. Normally, I would have been bratty, and I say bratty because I normally would have said, I normally would have and said, now we can't do it. But this time I managed to remember that there is something more important. My point is that I learned that sometimes I actually might feel a little miffed and then try to feel madder and madder and make my husband feel bad. But I realized that this is a game I play. Ooh, look mm-hmm. at her taking ownership.
1: Yeah. And last you. night
0: I did not play that game, and that is a revelation for me. So thank you.
1: See, so. Here, Sarah has an expectation. We, we don't know what that is. It's, it, I, would, I would presume that her husband was out with a buddy. Maybe she was expecting him to be home sooner to spend more time with her. I mean, that's sort of what I'm gathering from Well, and her.
0: they're also in day five of the challenge. So yeah. there's that whole like, you yeah. know, we're on the clock.
1: Yeah, let's get this going. We're, we're doing this here. So here's my expectation. You don't get home early enough. It's an unmet expectation. What does she do? She goes into could have in past, she says, become bratty, you know, starts getting Mm -hmm. mad, you know. And then it 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 could escalate from there. Obviously, in this scenario though, she realized what was happening. Yep. You know, she realized it and flipped it around and goes, Look, this is me. I have this unmet expectation. And so instead of Instead of getting mad and upset and bratty, she goes, no, I, I, control, I control what's happening right
0: now and I can
1: turn this around.
0: And the interesting thing with these unmet expectations is, and I honestly believe this, part of the reason they're unmet is because our spouses don't know about them mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Um, and it's hard to meet something that you're not even aware of. You know, and so that's why I love how Sarah's like, yeah, you know what? I realized this was me. This is a game I play. You know, I I just, this is how I control things because I've been there. I've done that. I still occasionally do that. But partly it's because I don't tell Tony, hey, you know, it'd be really nice if you would or could you please? I need help doing, you know, fill in the blank. But I can't, although I'm guilty of this on numerous occasions, I can't expect him to read my mind. And do what I need him to do. He's good, but he's not that good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where we get into the cycle, whether it's with our spouses or with our children, where we don't verbalize what the expectations are to give them a fighting chance to meet our expectations. We're just mad when our expectations don't get met. Mm-hmm. But But think it through, folks. If you don't tell them, you got a 50-50 chance that your needs are going to be met. And I'm telling you, you're probably going to be on the losing side more times than not with that scenario.
1: Right. And I would I would guess for most of you out there, you know, it, it gets old arguing. It gets old having to deal with that. It wears you out. You, you, you are not in a good place mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually. It, it just wears you down. And you look at everything as... You know, the glass is half empty. You know, nothing can work. Why can't this work in my marriage? Why can't this work in my family? And this in this week, and the reason we're really bringing this up is because we want to start diving more into this area of stuff because I really feel that for Elise and I, we learned this the hard way. We really didn't have much that we were reading or were gathering that talked about this unmet expectation. Mm-hmm. But as we began to verbalize and talk to each other in emotional intimacy, we were giving ourselves the opportunity to know what the other one expected of us. Crazy. Now, if you're getting into emotional intimacy and you guys are speaking to each other about these expectations you have that are doable, that are not out of the stratosphere, and, there, and there's still some issues going on, I would, I would suggest you look for a coach or a counselor who can get in there and help you guys as well. Talk through some stuff. How do you guys need to set up certain parameters mm-hmm. so that you're meeting it? And I know one of the big ones that I hear a lot of from friends of mine are like, well, I got things to do at work and I know she wants me home, but I need to get this stuff done. And and I can understand that. Things need to get done at work. But if you don't make it home and you constantly are pissing off your wife, I don't know how long you're going to have that family there. So you really need to be thinking about it. Or is there a way that you can possibly go in a little bit earlier? Maybe on certain days you're going to stay late and other days you're not. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, are there activities you're going to just go, you know what? It's not worth it anymore or in this season of life, you know, because we hear this. We're we're, we're at the baseball field and Elisa and I have become known as the the sex folks there amongst all of the families and the parents. And so when things are starting to go awry, they talk to us we hear it and it's been, it's been weird as we've gone through this baseball season because typically most of our stuff has been over the podcast talking to you guys, but within our own community now we're talking to a lot of folks.
0: And you know, I mean the, the reality is, is that everyone's dealing with this.
1: Yeah.
0: We just, you know, for us, we just haven't been very vocal in our immediate circle, you know, to have this be, you know, this is what we're talking about this week, guys. Or this But, you know, people talk to us about their marriages. So when we share things that are going on um, with all of you on the air, it's because this is these are the conversations we're having. We're either having these conversations face-to-face or we're getting them over email. Um, because, you know, we have, it, through the last two years, earned the trust of a lot of people. And it, that is a very humbling thing. Um, uh, very humbling experience to have that trust. And that's, that's why we have so much anonymity, um, with the comments that we make on here, because we want to be able to share the stories, uh, that you all have trusted us with. And, and there's one that I do want to share. Um, this is actually, we heard from this gal a couple months ago.
1: Was it a couple months ago now?
0: Yeah. She even said a few months ago. in her Okay. Email. Wow. Um, I'm just going to read her message and and we'll talk about it. But she said, I wrote to you a few months ago seeking advice on what to do with my situation between me and my fiance. Um, So here's the quick rundown. We began dating in June of 2010, started living together in December of 2010 and got engaged in March of 2011. Our wedding was this upcoming summer. You two told me that we should postpone the wedding and get our own places. When I received your email, I was devastated. Um, Just as a side note, this is not the first tough love email. And that if I you have,
1: send us emails, it's going to be tough love. Uh,
0: we, we handle email the way we do the podcast. Um, if we've got an opinion on what you're doing, we're going to share it. So, yeah. um, so she was devastated when she got my message, which uh, made me feel a little bit bad.
1: And here, here's a stat just for you guys to know. 62% of marriages that live together, so 62% of folks live together before marriage end up in divorce that is huge that is huge and i will and Elise and i will be the first to say we did live together before we got married would we do it again that way no, no we wouldn't in all honesty we would not do it all right so we're upfront and honest. We, we've told you guys we've lived together before marriage, and it it really I think hampered us, and it 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 didn't put us on the solid foundation that we needed to be on. But that's just a stat. So those of you who are living together and you're thinking about, well, you know, we're doing this to save money, this, that, and the other, dude. Your marriage isn't about money. You, you know, if you're thinking about saving money, you, you know, to set up house. You know what? You better rethink what you're doing because 62% of you will end up in divorce. Okay. Go.
0: Um I received your email I was devastated. I'd heard the advice that I thought I I had heard the advice that I thought was correct, but it wasn't what I wanted to hear. Therefore, I chose to ignore it. I kept your email and read it several times over the weeks after receiving it. Things continued in a di- downward downward spiral between us. And I just knew that the two of you were correct. Our situation wasn't healthy, nor was it, was it what either of us wanted for a marriage? You both would be proud to know that we finally took your advice. We are living separate now and have called off the wedding. It was hard to get to that point because I knew once we both said it, then it was real. We did this about a month ago. He is finishing up grad school, which has taken a huge stress off of him. We both have been focusing on our careers and getting ourselves worked out before concentrating on each other. Our decision was mutual. We both decided that we didn't want to give up because we cared about each other too much. Thank you so much for pushing us in the right direction. It was the hardest thing either of us have ever had to do, but we know it is exactly what we needed. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Uh, I agree. It is awesome. It's one of those things where, um, you know, this couple had particular expectations for what marriage was going to be like. And, as they were discovering based on all the stresses that they had, you guys heard in the email, they were, um, you know, he's working on grad school and they've got jobs and, and they're trying to juggle all this. And they were also, you know, living together and setting up house, you know, and, and things weren't resolving themselves and they weren't a downward spiral. I remember her first email and it was, it was one of those things where my, my immediate gut reaction was, you've got to get out of this. Mm -hmm. This is not working. Mm-hmm. And why on earth are you getting married? And partly, you know, that's the whole, you know, we girls grow up expecting the fairy tale, you know? And so if we're engaged and we've got this, you know, expectation of our wedding and things like that. And, and yes, I was the one that burst her bubble and said, it's not the right thing to do right now. Because I didn't want to see her in two years sending us another email saying, gosh, I've been listening to you guys now for three years. And, um, yeah, well we went through with the marriage and, and you know, now it's really, really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things we tell you guys all the time is you got to speak truth to each other and you've got to have realistic expectations. And if something is not working, you need to take the steps to fix it. If it's that your expectations are too high or unrealistic then you need to adjust those.
1: Yeah, and here's a really good question you can ask each other and you can dig deeper at each level. What is it about our marriage that is important to you? Let me say that again, and I want you to write it down. and I want you and your spouse to answer this question honestly and truthfully to each other. What is it about our marriage that is important to you? And that's just the first level. When your spouse is talking, you are listening. And you are not opening your mouth, trying to say something for them. You keep your mouth shut, and you listen. And you listen. And then when they are done, then you repeat back to them what they've said. So, in a scenario, we're gonna just do this real quick with Elisa. What is it What is what is it about our marriage that is important to you?
0: Okay, and don't be surprised if you catch them off guard and they have this blank stare on no, their don't, face.
1: No, don't catch them off guard. Talk to them about it. But Elise and I will do it real quick. What is it about our marriage that is important to you?
0: A spending time together.
1: All right. What is it about spending time that is important to you?
0: Okay, see how we use... See
1: how I use spending time? Because that's her big key word or words. Spending time time. So from spending time, you just keep on digging deeper. And I'm going to learn from Elisa that she may say, Hey, spending time might mean that we're, you know, what is important about spending time together? She may go me go, Hey, that's us sitting on our bed in the evening, just reading Jesus calling together. And I would go back to her. Well, what is it? What is it about reading Jesus calling important to you? You know, and she's going to go into it more and more and more.
0: It, 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 you're doing two things here. You're peeling back the layers of the onion, mm-hmm. you know, to really get past the surface response. You know, it's not just like, well, I, I like spending time with you. Well, okay, that's great. What, is that, what does that mean? And why is that important? You know, I might think watching football with you on you know, Monday night football is important, but you're thinking to walk down the beach. You know, that's where those expectations are either met or unmet. Because if you take enough time to peel back all the layers and to say, okay, you know what? For him, spending time together is, you know, Monday night football, cuddled up, and, you know, we're watching the big game together, then you know that that's where, you know, you know that if that's Monday night, then you better be sitting your butt on the couch. Because that's his expectation. He wants that, and he has told you why that's important so that you can meet that expectation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you have this conversation, you are laying the groundwork to be able to meet each other's needs. Right. And so what, is, what happens when you meet each other's needs is the two of you become closer as a couple. And you guys know from our little triangle of love that when you two are starting to come closer, you're also getting closer to God. Right. You know, so, so we're laying this groundwork to say, okay, by dialing into this question, by being able to meet those expectations, you're getting stronger. Your relationship with God is getting stronger. That triangle is getting smaller and smaller.
1: Right.
0: And you're going to see dynamic change in your marriage. You, you can't help but see change when you start talking about the expectations and making them be realistic. Mm-hmm. It, it's the unmet, unrealistic expectations that cause all the conflict, that cause all the grief.
1: And this isn't just with your spouse. It can be with your kids. It can be with your parents. It can be, you know, other family members, friends that all impact your marriage, right? Because if we don't have, if we don't have boundaries that are spe- are set up properly, those folks can seep into our marriage and they can, they can wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. Many of you know that many of you are dealing with that. And so, you know. It's at this point in time where you guys need to strengthen each other, so that way you guys can continue to grow in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, and get and grow closer together. That's the goal here. The reason couples get divorced is not because they're growing closer together; it's because they're growing farther apart. You know. You didn't meet my expectations anymore. So I had to have, or I didn't have to have, but I chose to have an emotional affair with some guy that I met on Facebook or I met on this, that, or the other or at the office, you know? And we did a whole thing on emotional affairs on episode one. I forget. Sorry. Recently. Yes. I want to say it's 115, but I, I forget. Um, we did a whole episode on that and how, you know, if we're not getting closer together, our spouses are going to start looking elsewhere. And this is a way for you guys to get closer together. It Is, is it going to be hard? Is it going to challenge you? Yes. Seven days of sex challenge is called a challenge because it challenges couples. This is like... And it's like a seven days of sex challenge, even tougher, even longer, because we're going to start taking off these masks, you know, one layer at a time. And as we take these things off, we really get, we really allow our spouse to know who we are and we get to know who we are. You know, don't you want to go around daily going, this is who I am. I don't need to put a facade up for you anymore. I don't need to fake my way through the day anymore. I don't, I don't want you guys to be doing that. When I see you, I want to hug you and look at you and go, dude, you are showing me who you are and I'm going to show you who I am. That's what we're going to do. You know, we all have sin in our lives. It's there, but I'll tell you one thing, man, God looks at us as saints who are sinners. We're all saints in God's eyes. We sin. We live in an imperfect world. But I want you to be able to take off your masks in your marriage. I want you to get away from these unmet expectations and so that you can have this extraordinary marriage that you desire.
0: And I know some of you are sitting here going, yeah, that would never happen in my marriage. I know some of you, you know, are are longing for this type of connection with mm-hmm. your spouse. Yeah. And I know that because we hear from you. Yeah. I know that having this type of conversation for some of you terrifies you. The reality is, is that you're living scared and uncomfortable already. You are. You're living in this world that... um you, you have to keep this mask on. You mm-hmm. have to, you know, you have to fake your way through your expectations and you have to create, create all these levels. And, and it's exhausting. I mean, some of you are just plain tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it's like I was having a conversation with you know, our son earlier today and we're kind of doing the whole chicken and the egg scenario. And, and that's the thing with this. Somebody has to go first. Somebody has to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And what happens, and I've seen this play out in in our marriage and in other marriages with couples that we've talked to about this, once somebody starts, it allows that door to be opened, just a crack. Mm -hmm. Because when you're willing to say, well, here's, here's really what I expect here's really you know who i am and this is what i would like because this is this is truly who i am then all of a sudden you give your spouse the opportunity to love you for who you are yeah the real you not the you know painted made up picture perfect you know i never see you with your makeup off type of deal um
1: or the lights on during sex.
0: Or the lights on during sex. Or, you know, whatever it is. Some of us have, I won't say some of us, all of us have our own hangups. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, all of us have those things that we really don't want anybody to know. And, you know, you get to a point where you just get worn out living like that. You get worn out trying to live up to everybody's expectations or having expectations that nobody can live up to. M- maybe you're the one that set the bar so high that your spouse, there is no way on this planet because you've set the bar so high because you're scared of having anything, uh, of, of maybe not reaching it.
1: And they're beat down.
0: A- and they're exhausted. Yeah. You know, and so, so I challenge you this week, to have that conversation with your spouse, um, I actually wrote the question down. What is it about our marriage that is important to you? It'll it'll be in the show notes. So if you're driving, mm-hmm. listening to us in the car, don't worry about trying to find where it was in the podcast.
1: We'll put that down. We'll, we'll put we'll, we'll put we'll it th- down for you. The question, yeah.
0: Um, have that conversation this week. Mm-hmm. But more than having the conversation, answer truthfully. Yeah. Don't just start this conversation as kind of like a fishing expedition. Just say, hmm, I wonder what he's going to say. I wonder what she's going to say. And then we're going to get into an argument about it. No. If the most important thing is sitting down and watch Monday Night Football together, go with it. You guys may be in a place where that is is where it is. If the most important thing is bike rides on a Sunday afternoon, guess what? You're going with that. Peel back and find out why that's so important. What is it about that activity? Or what is it about that conversation? Or what? Ask the questions, folks. We've gotten so poor about asking questions and really digging deep into our relationships. That's why marriages are failing because we're living on the surface.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay. I didn't know if you were gonna say more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say more. Hey, you guys, we want to hear what you what you think. All right. So, if you need to get a hold of us uh, privately, and you just have a message and you need some insight or clarity, you can hit both of us at info at one dot and we both read it. Or we discuss your your um, your emails, and then one of us will respond. If you'd like to call us, let us know that you did the seven days of sex challenge. Let us know where you are in your marriage. Let us know where we can help you. If you have a question, you can call us 858-876-5663. All right. You can call us there and we can play your message on the air and we can answer that for you as well. With that, we are done tonight. We're done. We are so thankful that you guys continuously listen each and every week. We are blessed and humbled that you go out and you share the good news of One Extraordinary Marriage with your friends and your family and those around you. We just are so thankful for what you do. And we hope that you have a fantastic week. We love you guys. And we'll catch you next week.